Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. What is with all these hats around here? They're big, floppy, and kind of useless. Wait, there's only one time a year people wear anything like that in Kentucky. I guess it's Derby Day. Today we plan to talk about the run for the roses, though we might rather run for some four roses, as we talk about the race itself and all the drinking that is done around it. So make yourself a mint julep and have a drink. to have a drink the show where you learn along with us about what you drink i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price <laughs> so guys how's well, everybody doing doing good very well on this very festive episode uh bottle rittenhouse rye yes yes it is it is for my cowbell <laughs> somebody somebody's done well that was my birthday <laughs> that was my birthday present was and i well it was a bottle of uh rittenhouse and uh a bottle of the um, beer barrel bourbon from New Holland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> so that was a happy birthday to Chris. <laughs> good, good bourbon. Yeah, so Ashley is away currently. So mm-hmm. I, I am having fun being a bachelor. Uh-oh. The best part you? about... You're not really a bachelor. No, with, he's had a pretty good day and it's going pretty good. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, Ashley's gone, so I decided to place a big bet on the Derby, and, <laughs> and uh, well, we all so uh, we decided we should have streamed it because we all watched it together uh, <laughs> over the internet, and it was pretty tense. Oh yeah, man, I, yeah. I follow the the Brian Brushwood method of betting. You pick the the guy with the best odds, and you just go for it, right? <laughs> um, I mean, people that make odds know what they're doing, so you might as well uh, think that they've probably done pretty well. Do they, so, though, for horse racing? How, Isn't how'd, it that really work, just... how'd that work well, out for you, Casey? What's up? How'd that work out for you? Oh, a $50 bet got me 200 bucks, so that was pretty Woo-hoo! good. Well, okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sound but, strategy. But, yeah, so horse racing, like, they've got the they've got what the odds are of them actually winning, but then odds are calculated really weird. And so the odds of them winning, winning aren't necessarily the same odds of what you'll win if they do win. And so... Uh, I just went with who was the, the favorite and went from there. So uh, Justify, I think, was the name. But anyways, uh, one on that. And then Ashley is in Asheville right now. So she actually sent me a Asheville, North Carolina beer capital. I tried to get do- to go down there with her, but it was a uh, bachelorette party. So mm. uh, no dice. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty travel-y bachelorette party. 
How do yeah. I get in on that bachelorette party? No, that's what I want to be part of. Part of I want to be a bachelorette. Um, so she sent me a picture of uh, the brewery they went to, and it was Bahram Mari, Bahram, whatever. But anyways, it's around the corner from Wicked Weed and Burial. So I said she needs to go around there and and. I thought you were trying to, to say Barambe, and I was like Barambe <laughs> Obama. Uh, so I got her to pick me up some uh, milkshake IPA called Triangular Optics. It was a collaboration with uh, Mantra Brewing. It's supposedly got Thai tea in it, plum, vanilla, and lactose. Hmm. That's a milkshake-style IPA. Then they've got their um, standard flagship um, flagship beer. Uh, it is Molly's Lips, the Black Gosa with orange blossoms. So that'll be pretty good, I'm pretty sure. The Lorelei American IPA with Citra, Mandarina Bavaria, and Hill Melon. And then Good Fight, a dry hopped sour pillow coming in at 5.7 APV. So I'm excited to get those whenever she gets back. Um, that and my local liquor store had KBS. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> so Finally. it's been a pretty good day. They got a second shipment. I don't know how that works, but they got a second shipment. I'm going to chalk it up. So have you all... Do you all remember... I can't remember if it was on Nickelodeon or one of these shows. But anyways, they they came on. It was maybe even Nick Jr. But they came on and they were like, when you get up on the first day of the month, say rabbit, rabbit, and you'll have good luck, right? Oh, do I remember do remember that. that. Yeah, nope. so... I don't remember no. what that was on, but I remember it. So uh, this, you know, I've always, it always occurred. It should be like, they say it should be like the first words that you say as you wake up that morning. Like you don't say anything until you say rabbit. And for some reason I woke up and realized it was the first and went rabbit, rabbit. And I'm just going to say it's been my good luck this month so far. I've won the <laughs> derby and got some good beers like KBS that just kind of showed up. So I was really afraid you're going to say it's been my lucky month. I won the Derby. My wife's in Asheville. <laughs> so no, that like, Derby Aww. win was like, it was close for a little bit, but no. It wasn't by like a whole length. Justify yeah. was in it. Like he was in the top two the entire race. Yeah. It was, whew. I was, I was quite pleased because at first the, the video things don't really show very well where they're actually riding. Yeah. And, and so it was like, I don't know if there's just somebody with a mouse that's clicking these things and moving them around or what, but uh, it, it was like, oh, he's in the back. No, he's just falling off the track. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. He's, so, he's somewhere somewhere past Albuquerque. He we don't crossed, know how he got there. He crossed into another dimension and <laughs> may resurface. Maybe the anyways, next leap will be the leap home. <laughs> and, and, yeah, let's hope. <laughs> uh, it's been a and, and well. Quantum Leap. Didn't he just go forever? Was that the last? Yeah, one? the end of it. The end of it. Sam Beckett never got, never goes home. Yeah, which well, was depressing. He makes his he he helps his best friend Al meet back up with his wife, so Al's not there to help him anymore, and he he continues leaping forever blindly yeah. now without Al and Ziggy there to. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So pretty depressing. good. Five days into the month so far, so we'll see how the rest goes. All right. Okay. All right, well, um, Bob, what, well, what, so you texted us, there was a message. <laughs> it was in the Discord. Um, it was in the Discord about, uh, you may be, you were in the building with a very interesting gentleman. So I, I forgot this was happening until 
uh, I had to buy some uh, cocktail supplies for this episode, and I had a day off. It's Thursday, and I was like, oh, go to the Flickr Barn, pick up what I want, and then see if there's anything else that might tickle my fancy. Uh, so I walk in the door, and they have somebody there, like, handing out stuff just as soon as I come in. It happens from time to time, but I usually just walk right past him. <laughs> don't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. I have my headphones in. I don't want to hear from anyone. I just want to get my stuff and get out. Uh, but he's like, hi there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to engage. Okay. Um, yeah, what's going on? He's like, he hands me a flyer. First of all, Liquor Barn delivers now, so <laughs> I can have oh, no interaction with any any human <laughs> being to get my alcohol now. There you go. Uh, that's a, the dream. Can you just be that's, like, as soon as you get some Weller, can you just like put the make an order ticket and be like, as soon as you get Weller, just bring it to my house? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that up. They gave me a flyer. It's sitting over on my uh, uh, on my cabinet over here. Uh, but then they're like, oh, we have some uh, margaritas here for you to try if you'd like. They're free, like just a little sample of margaritas. And I was like, oh, I hate tequila, so no. <laughs> uh, and they're they're like, and then if you'd like to line up over there, you can have pictures made. Now, like pictures with with who? Because I've only got like one earbud out. I'm still hearing whatever I was listening to, um, not paying that much attention. Then I look over and I remember a discussion we had last <laughs> week on this show or the new show, <laughs> and I go, oh, I forget the guy's actual name. It's Goldsmith. <laughs> but he is he is the most he is formerly Dosecki's most interesting man in the world. Mm, yep. And he he had he was selling his tequila, I believe it is, uh, and he was posing for pictures with people with like two lovely ladies next to him. And I went, <laughs> you know, they have models there for this sort of thing, I guess. But I was like, oh, and I, I saw walked over. I was like, I should get a picture. And then I see people coming up to him with the tequila bottle so he could sign it. And I went, I'm not buying that. <laughs> and I don't want to be the guy that just comes over there for a picture and doesn't try to buy something. So yeah. I'm like, fine, yeah. I'll walk away. But like, I just looked over and I see it and I go, I'm going to text. I'm going to the Discord. I'm like, so there's a very interesting man here trying to take pictures and sign tequila bottles. And they went, pics or it didn't happen. You could have gotten like a happen, far away guys. pic. So, so my whole story this week is just about how something didn't happen. <laughs> You, uh-huh. you have no proof. That's kind of like uh, I skipped out going to the Dan Aykroyd signing because you had it wasn't even an option. You had to buy a bottle of the Crystal Crystal Head. Oh there, my goodness! It may have also been that I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. I, I wasn't going to pay it. I did not want that bottle, and I didn't want his signature that bad. And then I still love the crack my dad made. He's like, "Would well, you have a wide angle lens?" Because he's kind of oh. All right. Well, um, Chris, Brittany, uh, any exciting news on your all's end? I mean, I've been laying off releases recently. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Brittany, uh, anything? Yeah. You know, I assume just everything's kind of low key. Yeah. Um, you know, we just found out we're having a baby. No big deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we announced it on Twitter and we waited until the, the heartbeat appointment to announce anything, but. We're um, well along, but we yeah. wanted to make sure everything was uh, A-OK before we went around uh, shouting it. Yeah, so that... and uh, officially eight weeks now, so. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but Bob cheered in the chat. Yeah. And the thing that popped up 
was is the 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 yeah. You know. <laughs> Is is quite inappropriate to the uh, the story moment. No, yeah, it's it's very appropriate. <laughs> Always appropriate. Um, but uh, so on on the baby thing, I um we so we'd made kind of the joke before about doing like the side podcast of like have a baby. You're you're trying to work out the mechanics of it now, aren't you? I've got an overlay from Stream Elements already ready. <laughs> And so I was yep. actually thinking either tonight after the show or tomorrow to go ahead and do a stream. It would be short, like 30 minutes. But um, yeah, I'm just going to talk about like the story and my progress and like the apps I'm using and, and the advice I've gotten and things like that. So, so I do want to say when we got the because because yeah, you texted us that there was a there was a heartbeat. Yeah. And I looked down, and I just see like. We have a heartbeat, and all I could think of was like, I mean, so do I. I mean, <laughs> super right. impressive, guys. That's what I was <laughs> like for you. And then I went, oh, oh, wait, <laughs> a third one. That's why I was kind of like, well, with my heart condition, I'm always happy to wake up and have a heartbeat. I mean, it's just something to be excited about, guys. Oh, yeah. My my roommate saw the Facebook thing that announced it, and uh, it took him a minute, and then he finally came back to me. He was like, I just realized. They have Brittany with a thing that says eating for two. <laughs> thing with Chris that says drinking for three. Yeah. That was the that was the whole plan. Because, like, the day, like, we got back from the heartbeat appointment. And he's like, we're going to go out and celebrate. And I was like, okay. And even though I was at that, at, at <laughs> that time. Chris is going to go out and Chris celebrate. Chris is going to yeah. celebrate. I was like, yeah. I'm oh really God. tired. Casey, <laughs> Casey we, have, we have, like, eight months to find cigars. Oh, yeah. I need um, another cruise to yeah, get some yeah. Cubans. That's true. I still can't partake, Wait, but whatever. I'm just saying, like this, this is gonna have to be a thing now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and you guys have to come to the baby we shower, need, by the way. So we, we need to buy what? bourbon from this year, Ooh. so that we make sure that they have like a bourbon, like a, a vintage oh, bourbon from this year. A damn good one. We yes. have. That's mm-hmm. what we have to do. We've so got. That, we've got. Look, as this baby's got plans. As 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 the baby's. Uh, co-hosts unofficial uncles <laughs> we've got to find stuff for this child yeah hmm. uh-huh it whatever really su- whatever they may be yeah it really sucks they're going to be a drinker one way or the other <laughs> they don't have a, they don't have a say in it at this point yeah, yeah. no uh, that's that's going to be how they rebel they go <laughs> i don't they want any alcohol straight, the, uh, the yeah. straight edge yeah Puritans. as long as they don't end up republican i'm okay um, oh <laughs> okay. uh but uh, yeah, it sucks that you have to wait. It's like twenty weeks before you can find out the gender, and I was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> how how can I not know? Well, because it doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. You it's, can't see anything yet. It, it's waiting to see if that chromosome develops a leg. <laughs> Basically, I just want to know if it's gonna. It's been thirty years, so they're not, probably not gonna have the same problem they had with me, and you're not gonna have a whole. Uh, uh, pink room already painted and oh, yeah. a whole bunch of stuff and then they go it's a boy and they just go where's the return section <laughs> yep i went home in uh girls clothes because uh, i was a surprise boy ah uh. dad dad refused <laughs> well we see, want... no i'm going down to the gift shop and buying a blue thing we're doing no, everything not gender... on my watch yeah Ours... we're doing everything gender neutral right now like everything Good on call. my baby registry is gray or gold or like green and uh 
we and I've told the family. I've told I was like, we are not doing pink and blue. I don't care what we find out the gender is. There is no pink or blue. <laughs> I'm going to buy things for them that are both pink and blue. Oh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> cool. If not, I'm going to buy some paint. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so uh, that, that's that's our that's news. awesome, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Uh, so that's our news. Um, what about some actual announcements? Yeah, actual podcast announcements. Um, our next episode is going to be uh, next Saturday, May 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be covering coffee. Mm, coffee. I, so. I kind of wanted to like look down and see it was misspelled as coffee. coffee. <laughs> uh, the joke's super old now, but, but it's still funny. Part of part of my brain wanted it. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we have an update on the movie draft. Yeah, we do. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Update on what? Welcome to your B-Team Movie Draft Minute presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of April 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. Hey, did y'all feel that seismic shift? I'm sorry, I thought it was safe tucked away in this little room. Let's go to the scoreboard. Teams The Vod Squad and Walking Drunk are tied for last place, still waiting for their first film. Team Movie Party's in fourth place with $53.7 million. Team Game Night is in third place with $131 million. Second place goes to Team Ritual Mystery with a paltry $163.6 million. And with Avengers Infinity War being the only movie that mattered, drawing a box office take of a quarter of a billion dollars, how much of that is yours? Team Have a Drink rockets into first place with a staggering $335.5 million. At your movie draft minute, all totals are accurate as of 7 p.m. Central, Tuesday, May 1st, 2018. All right, guys. Four days ago. Enjoy this while it lasts. Yeah. No, I think this movie, and I'm not spoiling anything because it'll keep going. The rewatchability's up there. It's Mm -hmm. it's got legs. I'm just saying, there are some. Good buys on some of the other movies. Oh other yeah, groups. And, well, and and you got to factor in that there are still animated movies coming out, and it doesn't matter how good that movie is, they are making money. <laughs> yeah. Plus, that's The Incredibles two coming is it coming out actually, and that's not just that a kids could, thing. Everybody's gonna see that. That that has potential, but nothing's okay. This already broke. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm just. It saying. broke the opening <laughs> weekend box office record. Uh, it it's broke every record so far. It's on track I'm, to be the highest grossing movie in history. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, Star Solo is still out there, but, but nobody's that interesting. <laughs> Can I just say I just talked with some friends uh last night who all went, "Does anybody actually want to watch Solo?" <laughs> no. I want I, it to not suck. That's what I, I want. I did prior previews. Yeah. Prior previews, I, I, I was really excited. Yeah. But then I saw the previews and I was like, I've seen like three mm. different trailers or something now and I'm just like, I still don't care. I've only watched one trailer all the way through, and that was the one in front of. Uh, oh, like the first uh, one, yeah. In front of Infinity War. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Uh, the I missed one when I was going in to watch Black Panther, and uh, I I do my best not to watch trailers for for movies on uh, on YouTube. Usually, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to know anything about a movie anymore when I go in. Well, yeah, because when you get two or three trailers in at this point, it's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the only reason I would want to see it, honestly, is, um, Donald Glover and that, but I don't think that's worth like 
the one person isn't worth me paying to go to the theater to see it. <laughs> so I, I'm just yeah, going to hold off. It's kind of a, uh, believe it or not, I'll wait and see it when it's out on video. It's it's a Star Wars movie. There's a better than average chance I'll end up watching it, but probably not opening <laughs> weekend. Oh, no. Uh, besides, it's also coming out. Isn't it, it's coming out soon, and so is Deadpool. So yeah, if we had to prioritize like spending Deadpool. money on uh, going to the movies, it's gonna be Deadpool. Oh no, I'm gonna spend money to see Cable on the big screen. Yeah. That, I've wanted that since I was like nine. So <laughs> no, we're gonna go see that. <laughs> yeah. So interesting stuff. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, see, the last announcement is uh, the usual one we've been doing because we're trying to you know make sure people are getting on board. Um, that we are part of the Diamond Club team's year-round Extra Life campaign to support Children's Miracle Network. Uh, you can donate to our page and help us help the team reach the $10,000 goal. You can visit bit.ly slash hadextralife, that's had extra life, all lowercase. Yeah, that's all put together uh, by our good friends uh, Kent and Amos over, Ritual Misery. over at Ritual Misery. Put that all together for the B team, and we are psyched to be part of it and we need to really get this thing in gear because instead of doing we usually do one big fundraiser every year on new year's eve Mm -hmm. and they had the idea let's blow this thing out do it all year long and see if we can you know really raise some money Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're we're gonna give it a shot we're giving it a good shot guys come on and if you if you donate to us that we get us there's a special little um uh, thing that happens on the Twitch stream. I can't remember what that one even is at this point because so, we've done so many. But someone donate and we'll find out. Yeah. We forgot it's set, but we don't know what it is. If you donate, we'll find out what it is. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> All, All right, guys. I believe we have a, on in. a rather big news. News, story. news, yes. <laughs> yeah, I tried to give it a little buffer in there. <laughs> so All the news that's fit to publish. <laughs> So, our news, uh, it's not actually a story for me to be reading through. This is going to be the World Beer Cup winners. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so, the Brewers Association been busy uh, this past week down in Tennessee. We had a couple uh, local breweries hanging around down there. But, a mm-hmm. uh, part of the conference, they decided to host the World Beer Cup uh, competition. And, yeah, this was a a lot of returning names with medals and a bunch I don't recall ever seeing before. So, a a quick look, Fatheads, uh, again, from our, I'll say, region, I will include, uh, because that is, I mean, a state away, uh, up in Ohio, all the way up in Cleveland. So, Fatheads took uh, silver with Midnight Moonlight, in American style black ale, and they also let me scroll down here. Uh, they took another one. They took gold with mm. Alpenglow for uh, German style mm. Weizenbach. Hmm. I feel like I've had that one. Uh, uh, yeah, but all of a sudden I'm like, I want a German style Weizenbach. <laughs> yeah. So and then also uh, we saw this at GABF. This exact same thing happened uh, last year. When Pabst Blue, or just Pabst Brewing Company, came in with Pabst Blue Ribbon and took silver in the cream ale category. I'm Uh, telling you. American style lager or American style cream ale. Yeah. Okay, Okay, so they're the lager. It's an either or, but I'm telling you, they're trolling us at this point. They also (laughs) took gold for their old style lager. Yeah, they almost shut out the entire category. That was, that's crazy. And it's, 
it seems like every year they just like throw this thing into multiple categories, seeing where it where it'll land, and it seems to have really found a home in the cream ale category. Well, Chris, tell me, who won? Uh, who who placed for American style pale ale? Oh, um, American style. No, no, that's a big that's a big category when you're talking American style pale ales. Uh, I believe that would the be top three or four categories of entries. Um, yeah, you know, I don't need to know who took gold, but maybe maybe who took bronze. <laughs> Well, uh, I think in our numbers, if they, let's see, uh, oh, that's Imperial in, uh, American Style India Pale Ale. So just off, uh, they had 377 entries. Uh, so let's go ahead and see. Oh, yes, that would be Lexington, Kentucky Zone, West Sixth Brewing Company took bronze <laughs> with Penny But that's Rye not on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just on the west side of, uh, of, of Lexington. <laughs> You know the the west side um, <laughs> with Penny Ryle. Oh Penny God, my my back hurts from doing that because it's so old. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Any audio listeners? I threw up the West Side sign yes. circa nineteen ninety whatever. Um, ninety three. <laughs> yeah, uh, West Sixth uh, Brewing Company for the Penny Ryle Pale Ale. Uh, that's that's pretty good getting bronze, um, especially considering I'm not. There's a few other things I really like, and generally, most of it's just okay. So, I think it's but interesting. They're, they're close, so you know that helps. <laughs> there, there are two AB InBev ones that won, and I'm like, what? Is it only two? Uh, I think it's more well, than two. Well, <clears throat> on the list that you put in the doc, sorry. Oh no, there's uh, so Devil's Backbone brought mm. home two medals. They mm. brought home bronze for Danzig. They're uh, in the Baltic style porter, and uh, Devil's Backbone also brought a silver in alt beer, or no, yeah, in German style alt beer for their alt beer. <laughs> and also, you had uh, under the AB InBev umbrella from Ballast Point, they brought home bronze for Black Marlin Porter in the Robust uh, Porter. That's not AB InBev. Constellation Brands. Constellation Brands. I was, say, I was thinking Golden Road. Oh, yeah, that was the other <laughs> yep. one. Golden Road is. Uh, mango cart. Yeah, fruit mango wheat cart. Beer. They took gold in the gold? fruit wheat beer. Gold. <laughs> there's, gold. There's gold in them there buyouts. So I mean, that's why they got bought. I'm so, I'm also really surprised because yeah. you'd brought this up before. Sam Adams Boston beer won uh, silver for their Irish red. I, you know, I guess. Okay. These well, are blind tastings. Irish reds tend to suck, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember what theirs tasted like, but I didn't think it was that great. That's Casey probably just, good. Casey just hates Ireland, and by extension, <laughs> me. No, they always taste like the acetal. Mm. Yeah. So, I haven't um, actually had one in a while. It's Yeah. This was the World Beer Cup, so unlike, uh, we pretty much take GABF to be the gold standard of whenever, <laughs> whatever, you know, comes out getting gold there is everyone's like, these are the best beers in the world. But that at GABF, it is American. So, and this is World Beer Cup. So there was uh, at least one international one, uh, brand-wise, that we've mentioned on the show that had to take a look at. Uh, that'd be Lindemann's. Uh, they took mm-hmm. home silver for their Cuvée René Oud Creek. It's a Belgian-style sour ale. So it, with cherries. Yes, with cherries. Uh, and if you're, if anyone was going to bring it home for Belgian-style sour <laughs> ale, it's going to be <laughs> Lindemann's. Let's, let's face facts here. 
Hmm. No. Yeah. It should have been somebody that doesn't produce millions of gallons a year, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is not this is this is not the 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 craft uh, uh, exactly. fest. Yeah. This yes. is it's just well, beer. it is actually it is the CBC, the Craft Brewers Conference. So it's the Craft Brewers Conference, but it's the World Beer Cup. Oh, okay. mm. yes, yeah. So that's what that's I, why I also devils... like to imagine that the beers tastings went into brackets. They then tasted them, <laughs> uh, gave them three rounds. After so many points, they got knocked out, and then they got into the main phase, where it was a single elimination. <laughs> Maybe not single elimination, but that's not that's not completely wrong. How? Oh, really? Okay, so I was just making usually, a World Cup joke. Usually, it works that you, so you, there's no round robin, I guess, but you will get judged at uh, a table, and then that table they'll have I don't know how many judges, probably between four and six judges, between three and six actually, probably for each beer, and you'll rate the beers on on score, and then the high scores that. Usually we'll move on. Sometimes the high score doesn't, but uh, we'll usually move on. And then it's more like a dog show at the end when all of the the beers can go against each other. For the bre- which one? the the brewers come up, they cup their <laughs> testicles. Yeah, they <laughs> suck in that brisket. <laughs> brisket. <laughs> I like these dog shows. When can we slap that on a barbecue? Oh man. All right, new 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 thing. We're just stopping the show right now. Me and Casey are going for brisket. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, All right, but anyways, moving moving through these. Um, you also had, uh, I believe, infamous beer on the show from New Holland Brewing I, Company. I, I just looked at that and saw it. Pilgrim's Dole brings home <laughs> gold in old oh. ale or strong ale. You know, it's just uh, us. It's strong just us. crap. You know, I like it. I'm. I'm just going to say I feel vindicated to some extent. <laughs> um, I'm also Casey, what's the best to... beer in the what's the best beer in America? I, I'm looking here to see where so what category would that be in? Is that old ale or strong ale? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm thinking about Bells. Let me see. About oh. Bells. He's um Bells, 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 Bells. No. There isn't a single Bell's beer that got a medal this year. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. No, I'll look through hmm. there. No, all the results, no Bell's. One, I don't Devil. think you had enough time to look through there. But no, I, I did. A, I get a I get control, control F. F. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, other uh, than Bell's, uh, we also had Avery Brewing Company uh, took silver with their White Rascal in the Belgian-style wit beer. Uh, St. Arnold Brewing Company came in with gold uh, with their St. Arnold Weed Whacker, (laughs) German-style weed ale. (laughs) Just love that name. Yeah, uh, and then there was the Boston Beer Win with the Irish Red, as we already mentioned. Uh, Half Acre Beer Company came in with a bronze for their Tuna Session India Pale Ale. I don't think I'd want a pale ale called Tuna. No. It's actually pretty Uh, good. Best named in that category, though, would have to be the beer that got first place, called Trump Hands, <laughs> from Cannonball Creek Brewing Company. That's amazing. Also, probably name of a horse on the Derby next year. Probably. So, um, spoilers. <laughs> you almost want to say up and comer out of Asheville, uh, but they are well established with multiple breweries in Asheville. Highwire Brewing—they're just now really cranking out with some distribution. 
Uh, they took bronze for their dry hopped Brett Pale Ale hmm. uh, in the wood and barrel aged beer category. Huh. Uh, Brooklyn Brewery, who uh, I don't think uh, their Meritzen fared too well with us no. in Meritzen Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. But apparently the lager is pretty pretty damn good. It took gold mm. in the American style amber lager. Mm. Pretty, 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 pretty good. All right. So and uh, other locals uh, other than West Six uh, to Cincinnati. Let's talk about a little real quick. Uh, we, ju- no, we just we do that enough. We, no, we have to gush. Fifty West Brewing Company brought home silver for their ten and two uh, barley wine style ale. Fretboard Brewing Company, this is their first year in operation, brought home silver for Vlad the Impaler, uh, international style Pilsner. And uh, again, at GABF, they brought home gold with this beer. Taft's Ale House brought home silver with their Gustav Vienna style lager. Gustav. Brink Brewing Company uh, brought home bronze for their Moosey, which is a sweet stout or cream stout. So yeah, big uh, well, a lot of a lot of area breweries bringing home medals. By the way, I would I would call that Vlad the Imperial Paler, <laughs> something beer related at least, you know. Yeah, I was well, waiting. I mean, they, 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 I'm, I don't know exactly how their labeling works, but I bet there's something there that it's, like hyphens pale, so, so it's separate. Uh, I'm wondering what it is, but uh, fretboard is all music. Everything is a music pun, so it's going to be a lyric pun or an artist pun, or that's how all their stuff goes. If if I were giving out medals for uh, names, silver would have to go to the one we mentioned earlier. I, I did find gold, um, who also won gold in the Munich style Dunkel or a European style dark lager from Figueroa Mountain Brewing Company. I dunkled in my pants. <laughs> yes, that one always medals. <laughs> Oh. It always places, and I love it. I dunkled in my pants. Dunkled in my pants. All right, let's get into Untapped before I dunkle in Come my on. pants. Get riggedy, riggedy, Dunkle your pants. Yeah. Uh, so let's start off with Laguanita's homegrown, homegrown release number one. I wonder where that's a reference to. Hmm. <laughs> Brewed with tri-county trifecta of ingredients, Laguanita's new tri-county IPA uses hops from Yamika. Uh, Malts from Skagit. I look. I don't expect words I can't pronounce until we get into the main topic. <laughs> they had to warm uh, me up. And freshwater from King. Uh, they're fir- uh, they're first in their homegrown uh, Ballard series of uh, uh, of ales. Tri County IPA is brewed in Seattle for Seattle. It's brewed in rain with rain <laughs> get a true t- taste of the pacific northwest with tri-county ipa and you'll unlock a new badge check into one laguna's uh lagunitas god <laughs> okay i'm i am <laughs> lagunita uh, i'm i am more than two old fashions in right now guys i'm sorry um We're not even to the topic yet it's gonna be a fun show guys um <laughs> uh, check into one lagunitas tri-county ipa between may 10th and june 10th so you Still got a little bit of time before you can start, but hmm. not long. Uh, and you can get the Lagunitas Homegrown Released Number One Batch. All right, next up, uh, our our favorite. It's uh, from Bell's <laughs> Bell's Tap Challenge. Devil. Okay. Actually, a nice looking badge. Um, <laughs> Devil Brewer. Is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. That's what I expect Casey to say every time. Devil Brewer. No, we need the sounder that's just uh, Mama from The Water Boy when she's mumbling in her sleep. 
going double, double. Whenever someone says bells, that plays just just well, for plays, Casey. All of us don't like it, not just Casey. But no, that's just what. And so Casey doesn't have to say it. Mama just mumbles it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so uh, the color and scent of sunny afternoon Oberon ale is the epitome of summer. Its spicy hop character. That's a grammatical error. Uh, sorry, its spicy hop character and bright, refreshing finish is accompanied with only four ingredients and without the use of any spices or fruit. Perfectly balanced and well-suited for warm weather adventures everywhere, Two-Hearted Ale is packed with 100% centennial hops from the Pacific Northwest, bursting with hop aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit and massive hop additions in both the kettle and the fermenter. This IPA is remarkably drinkable. Enjoy both of these beers from Bell's during your summer adventures, and you'll be rewarded with a brand new Bell's Tap Challenge 2018 badge. So you just have to check into both of these beers during the month of May. So you've got a minute. Um, month of May, month of May, getting shitty while I'm drinking in May. <laughs> so it won't be hard. Uh, those beers are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be very you difficult. And tap tap. man, the I still can't get over how hard someone was trying to sell me on Oberon the week it released. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want some Oberon? It's Oberon time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I want a stout. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thought we'd start adding this. Uh, if you'd like to add us on Untapped, uh, I am Walker X forty two, and I am spiced and hoppy. That's underscores uh, between the. A spiced N and hoppy, I guess. Spiced underscore lowercase N underscore hoppy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's uh, it's out there somewhere. It's the same thing as a Twitter name. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob of Thunder. Uh, it's Thunder with no U. All one word. Like a startup. <laughs> and I'm Casey Price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we like. keep it simple. Yeah. Well, I, like... I made this. I made this a long time ago before I expected to have to say it in public. Chris. I like that Casey's was just his name. I was like, all right. Casey's the person who did that. All right, then. (laughs) I try to uh, future-proof all the things I do. Uh, You know, it goes back to being uh, somewhat in the marketing side during my day job. So Mm, make it easy. The only problem that I have with my marketing side is if you Google my name, it comes up with some, like, predator (laughs) that got arrested (laughs) at, like, 30 years old for trying to pass himself off as a 12 year old oh my oh. gosh yeah. different kind of predator All i was right. expecting the kind with mandibles <laughs> uh, a change of topic and a uh, change of headgear let's let's go ahead and switch in here yes i am Yes, I am. I got Look, angle. as someone who wears hats all the time. Ah. <laughs> you just hear the... The, der- the derby hat is always on me. Uh, <laughs> so basically you didn't make a hat, is what you're saying. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, primarily yeah. because my last few days of work have been, like, ridiculous. Look, and I didn't have time for this. You could have stuck a flower in your ball cap and <laughs> passed it off, and it would have been fine. <laughs> I would have had to have had a flower. I instead wore my Weird Al cap from the concert. So that's as festive as I can get. I mean, that works. So my thought was, I, I'm I'm supporting both Cinco de Mayo with my sombrero and the derby oh. with the flowers. <laughs> what about Cinco de Cuatro? 
I don't really watch that show. What <laughs> about Cinco de Cuatro? <laughs> I'm just finding uh, it very difficult to wear headphones with a hat at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yep, it is. Gonna, <laughs> gonna suffer this through. through. I, I ear like... buds. The, are, 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 <laughs> They're got, uncomfortable like... and are probably killing my ears. <laughs> but the hat fits fine. Okay. No, our, we've got like seven pairs of earbuds, but the, the cords are too short. So I, I need you to go ahead and work. find me a pair of earbuds with an at least eight foot cable. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hooked and... into a mixer on the opposite side of the room. Yeah. And I'm an iPhone user, so our earbuds don't go to anything else. Yeah. <laughs> You're an iPhone user. Your earbuds are not connected to anything. They're just <laughs> wireless earbuds that are going to fall out of your ear anytime you want. Uh, all right. So anyway, let's move on to today's topic. And the Twitch users can marvel at the, the headgear that my co-hosts have on. Hmm. Uh, uh, let me just say, meh. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> wow. Sorry, it was it was an easy joke. I apologize. Uh, today's topic isn't our usual kind of show. Uh, it isn't a drink, per se, uh, but it is uh, it is an event where a lot of drinking happens. Uh, we're talking about the most exciting two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's a fairly big deal in our old Kentucky home, so we thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about it and how its traditions and drink and what traditions and drinks are associated with it. Uh, let's start by looking at the crown jewel of the Triple Crown. Uh, and how it came to be what it is today. Uh, going back to 1872, Meriwether Lewis Clark. That sounds familiar. Oh, he's the grandson of William Clark, of the famed pair Lewis and Clark. Ah. Uh, he made a trip to Europe, where the history comes from. Uh, he, had, uh, he attended a horse race known as the Epsom Derby. I'm assuming the same as the salt, right? I believe so. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, where horses so- soak, uh, soaked their feet in hook, you know, for, you know. <laughs> Joke's done. Moving on. The Epsom Derby in England. This race uh, had been run for over 100 years at this point and had become quite famous. He saw this as an opportunity to develop such, a, such an event here in the U.S. But he couldn't do it without the help of family. When he returned, uh, returned home, he went to his uncles, John and Henry Churchill, and they gifted the land needed uh, for the racetrack to Clark. Clark also gathered together a group of local horse racing fans uh, into what, oh, pardon, into what was known as the Louisville Jockey Club. Sounds like it's a club for jockeys rather than a club <laughs> of fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he, na- uh, he now had the land needed, and with the help of the club, they fundraised the funds to build a permanent racetrack in Louisville, Kentucky. On May 17th, 1875, the new facility opened its gates and the Louisville Jockey Club sponsored its very first Kentucky Derby. Uh, Fifteen three-year-old thoroughbreds. I keep trying to read that as Uh, (laughs) 15-3. 15-3-year-old thoroughbreds uh, raced one and a half miles on the first race. It was cheered on by 10,000 spectators. A bit of trivia from that first day. The winning horse's name was... uh, Aristides? Aristides? Thank you, because I'm too much bourbon to get through that word. <laughs> it looks like it's like Greek. I'm going to go with that as well. It, do, it does look like it's Greek, but it looks too much like other Greek words for me to not stumble on it. Hmm. Like Aristotle's daughter or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So... It's Aristotle and Euripides had a baby. <laughs> that may actually be the origin of the name. Oh, well, those are two men, so... 
I mean, oh, you mean we're talking mean ancient Greeks baby, here, but the horse. Okay. <laughs> right. We're talking ancient Greeks here. I mean, come on. Has has anyone actually ever read Plato? <laughs> come on, it's right. a lot of admiring of the nope. young boys happening. No in one Plato. has ever actually read anything from Socrates. I'll say that. <laughs> Since that first race 148 years ago, there have been changes to the format, and the race has grown tremendously. It wasn't until 1883 that the name Churchill Downs was used to describe the racetrack used for the Derby. Nineteen years after opening, the crowds that had gotten so large that the track had to construct a 280-foot grandstand next to the track. The next year, the famed Twin Spires were constructed. In 1896, talk of the race being too long for the three-year-old horses that earlier in the spring caused the race to be shortened from one and a half miles to one and a quarter. That's not... Well, I guess that's significant for the horse. Mm. Uh, Lazy horses. Yeah. This year, uh, Ben Brush won... Wait, oh yeah, that year, uh, Ben Brush won the Derby. And the horse is given uh, floral arrangements with white and pink roses, a tradition that has helped develop the race's nickname of Run for the Roses. It wasn't until 1904, however, the red rose became the official flower of the Derby. Even with the success of the race, uh, these years were hard for Clark. He lost all of his savings in the stock market crash of 1893 and was forced to roam town to town working as a steward. Fearing uh, he would live the rest of his life in poverty, he shot himself in April 1899. Just 12... Well, that's that's much more depressing than I thought this was going. Yeah, just 12 days before the 25th running of the Derby. The Derby is one of three races that makes up what's called the Triple Crown of Horse Racing. It officially received the name in 1930, there have only been 12 horses to ever win all three races, the Kentucky Derby, uh, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. The first horse to do so was Sir Barton in 1919. Sorry, it's a it's a road that we do. We have to go to <laughs> a long a, Lexington. Look, it's a shopping to, plaza. Yeah. If you go to Lexington and you look up at a street sign, if it's not a numbered street and it's not... Uh, a horse name. A triple crown winner. Usually, if but you're it's a triple crown a... winner, you get a street named after you. Yeah, because you have Man of War, you have Sir yeah. Barton. Citation. Uh, Citation. Uh, American Liquor... Pharaoh does not have a road yet, but there hasn't been any any rebuilds recently. So, Isn't Liquor Barn technically off of Sir Barton? Uh, it's No, it's off of Man of War. Well, it's, it's like the corner of Sir Barton and Man of War. A little bit down from it, but yeah. It's just slightly, but it's close. It's off Peak Pigeon, actually. But Oh, yeah, that's what here, that is. Mm. Yeah, no one else cares except for us. Anyway. Even, <laughs> though the Great Depression, even though the Great Depression and World Wars One and Two, the Derby continued uninterrupted. The racetrack was uh, placed on a National Historic Landmarks Registry in 1986, in 2015, $138 million was bet legally at Churchill Downs and off-track betting venues on just the Derby. Um, as of June of last year, American Pharaoh had a portion of U.S. Route 60 from Fayette to Woodford County renamed American Pharaoh Way. Uh, of course. We so got it recently, very recently. 
Hmm, had to happen. All right. So just stretching out there. I mean, in Kentucky, pretty soon every road's going to be named after a Confederate general or a horse. That's just that's just what it's coming to. Hopefully not the. Fire. I'm, just, I'm rooting for the horses on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, Ro- I'm sorry. All I'm thinking of now is Stonewall Jackson Man of War. <laughs> God. I mean, it's a true uh, yeah. statement. We do have a Stonewall. There is a Stonewall. Yeah. There. There is. There's and, <laughs> It's also a Jefferson Davis in. <laughs> Let's not talk about how depressing some of these names are. Yeah. Okay, so we've covered a lot of history of the race, but as uh, a drinking show, let's focus what we're really good at. The booze. Uh, Kentucky's known for its horses and its bourbon. The Derby lets us show off all of that in one day. The drink of choice for the Derby is the classic mint julep. Uh, the recipe today is simple yet elegant. Three mint leaves rubbed not muddled, inside of a tin or pewter cup. Or slapped. You could slap one. <laughs> Top with half an ounce of simple syrup and two ounces of bourbon. Fill with fresh crushed ice, stir, and garnish with mint. Uh, simple as to not get in the way of the bourbon. Um, the parts of the julep are important to the overall look and taste of the drink. The bourbon should be something good, but it doesn't have to be expensive. This year, the bourbon sponsor of the Derby is Woodford Reserve. Uh, they even created a special bottle design to celebrate the event. Uh, but the Derby drink hasn't always been associated with race. In fact, the julep has not always been made with bourbon. Many centuries ago, there was an Arabic drink called... Julab. Julab. Uh, Julab. Made with water and rose petals. The beverage had a delicate and refreshing scent that people thought would instantly enhance the quality of their lives. When the julab was introduced to the Mediterranean region, the native population replaced the rose petals with mint, a plant indigenous to the area. The mint julab... I was waiting for you to say, like, they replaced the rose petals with bourbon. That's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's not right. Uh, The mint julab, as it is now called, grew in popularity throughout Europe. Mint julab's popularity became... Uh, or came to the rest in the agricultural regions of the East and Southeast United States, where farmers awakened at dawn. Uh, the julep was originally a morning drink as the spirited equivalent of coffee in today's society. Ah, hmm. oh, man. Best <laughs> part of waking up is getting shitty in the morning. There's bourbon in your cup. The American mint julep was probably created in the early 1700s on the East Coast. Originally, it may have been prescribed as a tonic. A a medical text from 1784 states, quote, She had sickness at the stomach with frequent retching and, at times, a difficulty of swallowing. I then prescribed her an um, emetic. uh, Emetic. I think it's something that helps you uh, uh, calm your stomach or throw up. I can't remember which. I think it's throw up, though. (laughs) Okay. Uh, some opening powders, and a mint julep. Uh, in 1803, one text described it as a dram of spirituous sp- spirituous uh, liquor that has mint in it, taken by Virginians in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at a, certain, at a certain point in American history, Virginia was described as uh, everything west. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's probably a good, good way to, to kind of look at that statement, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when it came to America, that may matter a little bit. Uh, there was a major difference in these juleps and today's. Uh, the original julep was probably made with rye whiskey, or more likely rum. The Brit- Everything was made from rum back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the British captain Frederick Mary 
or Marriott, I'm sorry, writes in a diary, uh, there are many varieties of mint julep, such as those composed of claret, uh, Madeira, but the ingredients of the real mint julep are as follows. I learned to make it, to make them and succeeded pretty well. Uh, put into a tumbler about a dozen sprigs of the tender shoots of mint. Upon them, put a spoonful of white sugar and equal proportions of peach and common brandy, so as to fill up one third or perhaps a little less. Then take rasped or pounded ice and fill up the tumbler. Epicures rub the lips of the tumbler with a piece of fresh pineapple, and the tumbler itself is very often encrusted outside with stalactites of ice. As the ice melts, you drink. Um, that was very, like a complex old-time kind Anyone of recipe. Anyone else find that very sensual? <laughs> I mean, um, I'm aroused, but I mean... That's just normal. Yeah, like... That's just showtime. I don't. <laughs> so uh, there's a bartender's guide written in 1862 that gives five different varieties of julep based on vari- or various liquors. Cognac, brandy, gin, whiskey, or sparkling Moselle, which is a wine. Um, as America became less fond of imported rum and bourbon became more popular, the mixed drinks also changed. By 1938, when the julep became the official drink of Kentucky Derby, it was a bourbon-based cocktail. In recent history, Brown Foreman held a contract with Churchill Downs for many years to be the official provider of the whiskey for the mint julep served on Derby Day. Early times was the bourbon used um, for all the official Derby mint juleps for 18 years until 2015. The only problem with that is early times isn't a bourbon, it's a Kentucky whiskey. That is because early times is aged in used oak barrels instead of charred new oak. Oh, that is a bit of a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I did not it's know that. It's a bit that. of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Your official bourbon isn't even a bourbon. Huh. Exactly. But in 2015, the official bourbon of the Derby switched to Old Forester. And in mm. 2018, that official bourbon is or has been at this point, I guess, whenever I wrote this, it wasn't the case, but, uh, you know, tense changed while I wrote this, I guess. Mm. Uh, in 2018, the official bourbon was joined with Old Forester Mint Julep, a ready-to-serve cocktail at 30% ABV. Woodford Reserve brand is also used to create a different drink this year. It's called the Spire. A shot of bourbon with two ounces of lemonade and an ounce of cranberry juice. And, sorry, three ounces of cranberry juice. I just point out this is an unusual thing for me during the show. I've been like mixing a drink while (laughs) while we've been recording. Hold on, got a muddle. (laughs) Muddle, 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 muddle. That's the mojito song. (laughs) Finlandia is the vodka of the Derby. Did you know that? Hmm. There was a vodka (laughs) of the Derby. Why is there vodka at the at the Derby? Get that. (laughs) Uh, as well as the race that happens the day before the Derby called the Kentucky Oaks. The Kentucky Hulks is a race for fillies, female horses. Churchill Downs had a drink created to appeal to those with lighter palates and therefore came up with the Oaks Lily containing an ounce and a quarter of Finlandia vodka, an ounce of sweet and sour mix, an ounce, sorry, a quarter ounce of triple sec and three ounces of cranberry juice. This pink cocktail goes with the breast cancer awareness theme of the Oaks, which in the last eight years has raised $820,000 for charity. A dollar from every Oaks lily 
sold will go to charity this year. This year's proceeds will go to the Norton Cancer Institute to help cover the cost for local breast cancer patients to utilize the DignityCap scalp cooling system, an advanced new FDA-cleared technology. That's not uh, not uh, industry speak. I don't know what is. Uh, <laughs> that helps prevent significant hair loss associated with chemotherapy treatment. It's Let's nice. get a julep, though. So it's uh, nice to only, hear... Only for chemotherapy. Associated with chemotherapy treatments. Never mind. It's nice uh. to hear something that's going to breast cancer awareness that's not going to the one big one where all yeah, the money Susan G, where right? it's just a perpetual uh, promotion machine. That's all the money mm-hmm. just goes into more promotion of it. And the executives all make a ton. It's a for profit charity. None of the money actually from that one goes into finding a cure yeah. They're That all they do is shout, find a cure. And that's all they do with the money. And it's nice to see one of these charities actually taking the money and putting it to a cause. I'm going to have some clean hands with that soapbox. <laughs> so we have talked about the bourbon for the drink. Let's talk about the mint. Traditionally, mint has been spearmint, although many varieties have been used. The julep is associated with a group of, group of drink called smashes that include the brandy smash and the mojito. The mint in these drinks should be opened I mean, up. This explains why we call the mint julep. The racist mojito. It does. <laughs> the mint in these drinks should be opened up, but not pulverized. Um, this opens up the aromatic compounds and oils that help give the drink a refreshing twist. Some people muddle, some roll, some spank the mint. Yeah, that line's for you, Matt. But whatever you do, don't shred it too much. The mint julep, unlike other smash cocktails, does not contain a watering-down agent like club soda. It only contains a little simple syrup to help sweeten the drink and ice. This is due to the next aspect of the drink, the crushed ice. The ice in a mint julep must be shaved or crushed. It's part of the tradition and it's part of the flavor of the drink. Crushed ice will dissolve much quicker and cool the drink while it adds water to the drink to dilute it, uh, diluting the strong bourbon. There are devices that will help you crush the ice, but the simplest method is just actually to take a small cloth sack, a smaller clean cotton pillowcase, or even a clean kitchen towel Wrap the ice inside, and then you can take a meat tenderizing mallet and bash the ice until it's crushed into a fine consistency. I like it about where the largest particles are about the size of black beans. Uh, the ice shouldn't be skipped as it's an integral part of the cocktail, and it's simple to replicate. It doesn't take a whole lot of cash. You can go to your fridge and get this ice out, and then uh, it's it's not a whole lot to, to make a, a true mojito. Or, I mean, sorry, a uh, mint julep this way. Um I used a pillowcase that I just went to our laundry closet, got out a pillowcase, turned it inside out because I found out that pillowcases, when you wash them, you usually wash them the right side out. And that means that like feathers and stuff get caught on the inside. (laughs) Outside that you actually sleep on normally when after you wash it, that's the cleanest side. What we've learned is that Casey uses feather pillows. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't, uh, I hate the other stuff. They're all too, too hot. Um, but, uh, whenever you turn them inside out, they're much cleaner. And so uh, it's, it's super simple. Your neighbors may hate you, but it only takes about five minutes to make true ice for this. And And your neighbors hated you anyway. Yeah, exactly. So lastly is how to serve the drink. The traditional and Beth method is in a tin or pewter cup. The cup isn't just for looks as it serves a key purpose for the drink. The high ratio of crushed ice with the high-proof alcohol will bring the liquid inside the cup below a freezing point of water. The cup gets cold, really cold, and the humid climate of Kentucky 
that metal cup will start to form a frost on the outside. You hold the special julep cup either from the top or the bottom. They're built so you can hold them like that as to not damage the frost on the cup. The ice on the outside not only looks cool, but also helps to insulate and keep the drink cold. And okay, it also just looks really cool. (laughs) So now you have the knowledge you need to make the perfect mint julep. But as steeped in tradition as we tend to get when it comes to our Kentucky history and drinks, have fun with it and play around. The drink is simple, yet it's got plenty of complex flavors that are there. The simplicity allows you to change the bourbon and completely change the drink. Fact that can't be said about other cocktails that may be overly sweetened and blended with a bunch of fruit juices. Even the Samuels family of Maker's Mark fame have a family julep recipe that is just mint and a liter of Maker's Mark left to sit overnight, then served over ice with a little water. They said this could be served for four to 16 people. I guess it depends on how much of a liter those four people could drink. But <laughs> I mean, I if guess, they're in the Maker's family, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to Maker's Mark people. I think they drink a lot. So, so I, I think they could probably pull it clearly off. Clearly, they're not serving my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that picture that that would be hers like that the pictures yeah. weren't there that would be her drink she got i don't know what you're drinking but this is all you're me just get a leader all to yourself um, but whatever you do just make sure you keep one thing sacred always use kentucky bourbon mm, always true bourbon true bourbon know that uh early, in early times their standard stuff that's served in the u.s is not bourbon if it goes outside the u.s i'm pretty sure it becomes it, it they they do the make it bourbon to go outside the u.s even though they label it early times really and their their bottled and bond stuff is bourbon hmm. but hmm. not the the stuff you normally get well casey i understand we may have uh may have a bit of a game yes so um i went ahead and as we were we were working uh through all the the stories and everything i was able to and i'm going to take off this hat at this yeah, point I was gonna say, like, oh. yeah guys Lose the hats. hats it's my shtick, not your all's. I think I'm going to wear it to uh, work on Monday, though, at this rate. Your derby because, hat. Because, you know, I didn't spend a ton on the hat, but I'd like to show off my derby hat. I mean, Casey, whatever it takes to make you feel pretty. You you do you. <laughs> oh, so pretty. So here's the way we're going to run this. I have a list of 20 beverage names. And some of these beverage names are beers. And some of them are horse names that I have converted into beverage names. So uh, what did we give the the example earlier today? It, it could have been, um, let's see, if I said Oberon uh, IPA or Oberon Pella, um, you, the, the, it could either be a beer or it could be a horse name if Oberon was was a horse. I'm gonna or go with it, I'm gonna go with horse because Oberon is just an ale, not a pale ale. Uh, well I mean it, the usually the I, know, I just I'm, I've just added on the ending to make it worthy of, of being a beer. They'll be called beers, but um, I've added a beer style to each of them. And okay. it may or may not be a beer, but it's definitely either a horse or a beer or it could be both. So those are the three guesses. The Sea Biscuit Hefeweizen. <laughs> uh, exactly. So it could be Sea Biscuit Hefeweizen. And so you could say, okay, there's no Sea Biscuit Hefeweizen out there. So this one is definitely just a horse. But I'm just saying, if we want like a biscuity flavor. So if I were to go Sea Biscuit, I would probably salty, say a salty it's going to be biscuity. a Gosa. Yeah. Yes. Mm. 
Biscuit Gosa. Eat something that's salty and something that gives you an almost bready flavor. I don't know how, but now I just want biscuits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome to Cravings, playing. Brittany. You don't even know. Everybody's playing on this one, and we'll probably rotate around so that everybody, you know, we'll we'll say somebody gets to go first. So Chris, right. you'll be going first on this first Let's one, and then we'll go clockwise in the the images on Twitch um, from here. So um, Chris, Snake Dog IPA. Is it a beer? Is it a horse? Or is it both? It's a beer. Okay, Bob? Beer. And Brittany? Sure, beer. All right, yeah. For Flying Dog. Snake Dog is a beer. Oh, I was supposed to do one more thing that I didn't do. <laughs> I was supposed to read you the description, because every one of these, whether it's a horse or a beer, I did come up with a description for it. Jeez. Ah. Kent. Kent. <laughs> so, um, this one would be, for 20 years, it's snake down the throat, like a faithful friend, melting faces and obliterating palates, the bitterness unrelenting the aggression continues with a fierce blend of mosaic citrus simcoe columbus and warrior hops so all three of you got that one right so one each all right so next up bob you're up first i'll have another stout this 6.1 percent stout is just quaffable enough so you'll be saying i'll have another made with two row chocolate malt biscuit malt like crystal and carafa three this beer has a toasted complexity balanced by rich notes of caramel and chocolate is i'll have another stout a beer a horse or both and these are all horses that have won the kentucky Dor- derby if it's a horse i didn't say that before oh okay. they are winners well yep uh, i was you know i because i figured you would start trying to alternate to to, to throw us off i was going to say horse but when you started saying biscuit equality and all that i'm gonna go beer Brittany. i'm gonna say horse and chris beer all right it is both a horse oh. and a beer i'll have another stout it comes from golden road brewing company in los angeles california i'll have another also one in 2012 it's a trick <laughs> so we all there are point? there there are both and horses and beer and i actually did a random generator random number generator to uh put them in a certain order oh, oh no it's fine but i'm yep. just saying like, my thought process i didn't mm. i assumed you could alter them however you wanted yep <laughs> So, Big Brown is the next one. It's a bourbon barrel. Big Brown has a diverse grain bill, which leads to this traditional English ale variety of flavors that coalesce into a remarkably smooth and pleasant drink. Additions of various pale caramel and dark malts create a smooth, sweet malt profile with hints of roasted nuttiness. Multiple additions of English hops round out the flavors and give this classic beer a true flavor of the old world. This beer is then aged in bourbon barrels to bring out the big vanilla and oak notes. Is this a horse? Is this a beer? Or is it both, Brittany? Both? Chris. Oh. <laughs> horse. Bob. Gonna go horse. All right, this is both. Big yeah. Brown. What? Big Brown won the Derby in 2008. It's also a beer from Bluegrass Brewing Company in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. I forget that they have breweries and they <laughs> might name them after horses. I forgot well, about Bluegrass Brewing. I, I, I liked a lot of their stuff. Don't the, they don't exist anymore, do they? I thought they went under. Yeah. I'm oh. pretty sure they're there. I think they still exist. I have to Google BBC? That. Their stuff disappeared. Like it used to be. We, we used, used to have it up here all Yeah, it's you know, gone. You're right. They may have scaled back uh, distribution. Possibly. All right. Let's... Yep. So, uh, spelling oh. does matter. So, I am going to spell this next one for you. Oh, it's... by the way, good news, guys. I'm hiccup drunk. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Love this. 
the next one is Giacomo Pilsner, and that is spelled G-I-A-C-O-M-O. Our light Italian-style Pilsner is brewed entirely with Clara winter barley from the province of Vinto, which is Venice, which is malted exclusively by Weirman Maltings in Bamberg, Germany. This authentic lager has some delicate bready notes from the barley and truly noble aromas from Slovenian Salia hops. Um, no dry hopping was implemented during the process. Cold fermentation followed by five-week maturation made this crushable pills a delicious, as delicious as its European counterparts. Giacomo Pills. Is it a horse? Is it a beer? Is it both? Chris, I think it... It is Chris's turn. Yep. Both. Horse. And Brittany. Beer. It is a horse. Giacomo won the Derby in 2005. You may have been mistaking the spelling of the name for Giacomo instead of Giacomo, which uh, is an Abita beer. That's what I was thinking. You started spelling it, and I went... That's not right. Also, you said Italian. No such thing as Italian beer. Oh, <laughs> I'm what? kidding. I, I know that's that not true. But... On that one, I copy-pasted. I looked up an Italian Check beer. beer. And, yeah. and copy-pasted over. All right. On this next one, Bob, you are going first. This is Go for Gin, which is a Sati style. A cooperation between Norwegian brewery Nogin, O, and I don't know how to pronounce those O's, and a Swedish brewery <laughs> Dugas. This is their interpretation of the Finnish style. Dugas is uh, one of the names for one of my childhood best friends. Um, no, uh, I'm going to go uh, beer. Okay, Brittany. Horse. And Chris. Horse. It is a horse. Only won the Derby in 1994. The next Just, on this list is... I heard Sati and I got blinded by, by Jen. <laughs> it makes sense, though. Like, yeah, name it that. That's a good job. Nice. <laughs> Stop the stream. This is our next to Ladder's beer. Um, oh, we have so many now. Uh, next on the list is Unbridled American IPA. This is brewed with malt, hops, rye, wheat, sea wormwood, juniper twigs, honey, and yeast from Belgium, Germany, and Britain. Can you say the name again? Unbridled American IPA. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> I drank or rode the Unbridled American IPA. <laughs> Okay. It's Brittany's turn. She starts. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was your turn. Uh, uh, I was making jokes to fill time. Making jokes to fill time. The Bob story. I'm saying it's both. Okay. Chris? Both. And Bob? One more time. What was the name? Unbridled American. Horse. It is both. Damn! Unbridled American is an IPA from Surly Brewing Company, and Unbridled won in 1990. Duh, duh, duh. Should just be a beer, because Unbridled and Unbridled American are two well, different... Well, sorry, I, wrote, I read that with the wrong inflection. Unbridled American IPA. Oh, I thought Unbridled American was the whole name. I yeah, did, too. I, as I was reading it, I, I didn't realize that as, until I finished with it. That's I apologize. I was able to and pick I'll... up. I knew what you were laying down. I didn't, but I'm drunk. <laughs> Foolish Pleasure Hazy IPA. This one is going to be Chris's. Designed to showcase the complex flavors and aromas hops produce, this double IPA is not intended to be the strongest or most bitter double IPA. It is brewed to give you a wave after wave of hop flavor without any astringent bitterness. We brewed this beer with a proprietary blend of six hops, each imparting its own unique flavor and aroma. Additionally, there's just enough malt to give this beer some backbone, but not enough to take the hops away from the center stage. 
This beer costs us so much to make, it's almost foolish for us to brew it, but it's such a pleasure to drink. Foolish Pleasure Hazy IPA. Chris. Beer. Bob. Horse. Brittany. Horse. Tis a horse that won in 1975. It is not a beer. Although that defi- or that description comes from uh, Hetty Topper. Hmm. It just didn't seem the right description for that beer. <laughs> for the name of that beer. All right. Next on the list goes to Bob, I believe. Yes. This is the Kauai King Coconut and Coffee Porter. Kauai King combines bold flavors from the finest ingredients our island has to offer. It starts with a proprietary blend of local Kauai coffee company, Puipu Estate and Peaberry Coffees, roasted the moment before going into the brew to maintain the fresh flavor released from the beans. This custom coffee blend is then paired with over 150 pounds of fresh coconut sourced locally to create a roaring aroma with a rich and smooth flavor. This is the Kauai King Coconut and Coffee Porter. Is it a horse, a beer, or both? Beer. Brittany? Beer. Could you please say and the name Chris? again? I'm sorry? Could you please say the name again? Yeah. Kauai King Coconut and Coffee Porter. Beer. It is a horse only. <sighs> Kauai I was King? like, that was don't, very don't convincing. I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> Kauai King won the Derby in 1966. Next up is Dark Star. A bourbon barrel-aged oatmeal stout. Dark Star is inspired by the wandering tribes scattered through the terrible journey of time and space and adrift in the dark matter between the space of then and now. Dark Star is a mysterious yet silky oatmeal stout of grand proportions balanced by a firm hop handshake. Brewed with roasted barley and chocolate malt with flake oats, 8% ABV, 50 IBUs. Dark Star, bourbon barrel-aged oatmeal stout. Both. And Chris? Beer. And Bob? Green Lantern Corps replacement that involved Donna Troy. <laughs> Too specific? Okay. Um, uh, horse. Both, both. 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 Oh, okay. I changed it like, like right before, <laughs> before you started. I said it. It's like, yeah. like, no. Both. It is both. Yay. All right. So we went from Dark Star. Let's talk about Daystar. Oh, and Dark Star comes from Fremont Brewing in Seattle, Washington. Let's talk about Daystar. Daystar doesn't care if you're tired or had a late night. It's there at the crack of dawn. It's golden glow conjuring images of fresh apricots and lemons while shining with the brightness of a thousand suns. Actually, just one and not a very big one in astronomical standards. In fact, it's so brilliant that many base their entire calendar year around it, or perhaps just their evenings and weekends. Daystar, a saison, or a horse, or both. I hate this game. <laughs> They all sound legitimate, and most of them are just both. Like, Casey was just like, no, F you. Uh, I think this was Bob's. Is it mine? Oh, I'm, I thought it was Chris's. I thought Chris's. it was Chris's, too. Oh. Yeah, uh, uh, beer. Or it may be Chris's. It is Chris's. Sorry. Bob Still went last. So that means it's Chris's. Yep. Oh, um. God. I, uh, I, I both i've been picking one and i keep losing so both bob i kind of want to switch just to screw with people but i'm sticking with beer because i desperately want that description to be for an actual beer called daystar (laughs) and Brittany. horse it is both good job chris daystar is a beer it was from it is from halo brewery in ontario canada daystar also won the derby in 1878 oh so that's not named for that. It's just someone happened to think of it. Okay. 
<laughs> Daystar is basically sun. The sun stays on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, I think Brittany will be next to go, right? No, it should oh. be me. Because... Okay, Bob. Y'all keep track of it. Um, <laughs> next one is Wintergreen Vice. It is the 2010 Great American Beer Festival bronze medal win- winner in traditional Bavarian-style wheat beer with hazy gold color, a lively fruity finish that has hints of clove and banana. This beer that started the odyssey that led to the creation of our brewery. Say the name again. Wintergreen Weiss or Weiss. I was going to say, and spell... Spell, it's German. It's it. Weiss is W-E-I-S-S. Yep. And wintergreen is in... Um, as, as, as I would expect yep. wintergreen to be spelled. <laughs> Both. And uh, Brittany? Horse. And Chris? Beer. It is both. Wintergreen won the Derby in 1909. It's also the beer that helped found the Devil's Backbone Brewery. Is it? Hmm. That sounds gross. Next on our list is the exterminator Doppelbach. Is this a horse? Is it a beer? Is it both? This beer has a dominant multi-taste. The first taste is of mild fullness with an accompanying coffee tone, which becomes more dominant with the aftertaste. There is very little sweetness that is frequently to be tasted with Doppelbach beers. Pretty strange. Oh, I thought it was Chris's again. I don't know why. Uh, You didn't go. Uh... What's the name again? Exterminator Doppelbach. I'm going to go just horse. Okay. And Chris. Beer. And Bob. Horse. It is both. Damn it. it. Ah. Exterminator won in 1918, but it's also a beer brewed by McNeil's Brewery in Battleboro, Vermont. They didn't have exterminators in 1918. Don't you lie to me, horse. (laughs) All right. We need to start wrapping this bad boy up. We do. All righty. One more. Um, let's see. Pick your best one, Casey. I am. Let's see. I think the next one is the best one. Okay. Uh, Behave Yourself Session IPA. Is it a horse? Is it a beer? Is it both? Created after a Cinco de Mayo taproom event that went a little too far and the 10-day license suspension that followed, the straw-colored mosaic session IPA is now a regular handle at our brewery. Its West Coast style showcases serious aroma featuring Mosaic, Simcoe, Centennial, and Cascade hops that lend strong tropical fruit characteristic to a light body and dry finish. Our Session IPA has a complex India Pell Ale flavor with all the punch. This is the Behave Yourself Session IPA. And... Is it me? Yeah. Yes. Beer. All right. And Bob? Beer. And Brittany? Both. I was say, game theory says you should say both. It is only a horse. Oh, ah! hate yourself. Won the Derby in nineteen and twenty-one. Although the the uh, description, description comes from the under investigation shutdown ale. Uh, okay. All right. So what's the what's the final yeah, tally, Casey? Chris comes in last with four points out of the fifteen available. Justin comes in with five out of the 15 available. And Brittany comes in with six out of the 15 Woo! available. I know, I know nothing of horses. Six. <laughs> you? Yeah, I know nothing of horses that aren't named after roads. I, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I tried not to do any of the, uh, the, um, oh, the obvious uh, ones. Yeah. winners. 
because they're always pretty easy to uh, yeah. to go for. You, you, you don't want Man of War. You don't want War Admiral. You don't want... <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, of the ones that are left, I'll go ahead and put them out there. So the ones that were only beer, Bellhaven Best would probably be the easy one to say. It's not, yeah. not a horse. Yeah. Uh, Descent is only a beer, although it sounds like a horse name. Ishmael would be only a beer. Abandoned Ship would be a, a racehorse name especially. Could I that, think, but couldn't it's only that just have been the best derby horse? And Ishmael <laughs> bringing up the rear. No, it wouldn't be just Ishmael. It would be they call me Ishmael. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Hmm. Um, but I didn't want to add anything except for just a style to the end. I didn't, you know, because yeah. that would be, yep. Um, and then Calyptra is a beer only, but it's a uh, brewed with Calypso and Citra. And then the last uh, couple that were horses only, because there was nothing else that was both, uh, was Street Sense, double dry hopped IPA is what we called it uh, on this one. And then Whiskery, American <laughs> Whiskey Barrel Aged Scotch Ale. And Whiskery was a horse that won in 1927. All right. Well, good job. Yes, yeah, it was a fun game. I like that one. Those are hard. Those are always so hard. Trying to keep. Oh, is this this? Thing I didn't this know thing? until the second question that both was an option. He oh. said beforehand. I went. He probably did. That added that. That's what made it really hard. Yeah, it, it happened. And I was like, yes. Well, the game. She has changed. <laughs> Everything's both. Uh, it was going to be one or the other until I got through a couple of these names, and there were beers that were named that. <laughs> I thought this is going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. All right, what are we drinking? Drink with me, friend. <laughs> now that everyone knows why you've already spent so much time not drinking alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Well, um, I mean, there was a couple weeks before she found out that she was just drinking just to be safe. So yeah, yeah, you can never be too safe. Um, I uh, I looked up on uh, one of the three apps that I'm using. And they had an article for pregnancy mocktails. So um, this one is, uh, this is totally gone already. It was Ocean Spray Tropical Cocktail Mix. Um, Not not mocktail mix? I put mocktail mix, but it it turns out the bottle actually says cocktail mix. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Because the recipe actually called for pineapple and grapefruit. And I'm like, I'm not mixing all this. So (laughs) I just got the mix that had both of them in it. And uh, unflavored seltzer water, ginger, and then you use white grapes um, frozen as ice cubes. And it was actually pretty good. Actually, it doesn't sound terrible, but I'm not a fan of pineapple juice as a rule. It really doesn't taste... You don't... I like pineapple juice, but, like, you honestly don't taste it. Um, I even had uh, Chris taste it a little bit, and it tastes like a pina colada. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Which is weird. Does it it taste like it didn't caught in the rain? No. No. (laughs) No. How about um, staying up till midnight? It tastes like a pina colada that's been left out in the rain, and then someone put some pineapple <laughs> in it to freshen that up. Yeah, um, but it no, it's. I it, mean, in fairness, Chris, that's how I would have freshened it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it it tasted pretty good. Um, I I had a, a couple of glasses worth. Um, it looks like the girliest drink of the like it turn. It's all pink, you know. <laughs> Uh, but it tasted pretty good. So with grapes yeah. floating around in it. Yeah, and which I've been eating. Um, so it's uh, it's nice, and I think I might look for some more of these and, and try to at least make it more interesting on the show. <laughs> nice. 
All right. Well, uh, I didn't have a beer this episode, despite the fact that I probably could have grabbed a Kentucky uh, hmm. Kentucky Ale. Would have been a solid choice to drink yep. to style for the episode, because I'm pretty sure that's what they serve at the... Oh, say probably, so. yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead, I made a cocktail for tonight's episode. As I alluded to earlier, when I mentioned that I was muddling mid, mid-episode. mid Oh, we heard. Uh, <laughs> I made an old-fashioned out of some uh, Evan Williams bottle and bond, 100 proof. I used that, some uh, Woodford Reserve ch- uh, cherries, mm. a slice of orange. I'm typically more of a fan of just a little sprig, like, just like the, just the peel, really, mm. yeah. of the orange, just to give a little bit of uh, zest. But I've decided to just go whole orange since I bought an orange. I might as well <laughs> use the yeah. orange. Use the whole buffalo. <laughs> right. Um, and then in, in addition to standard uh, Agnostra bitters, I don't know if that's the correct way to pronounce that. I've never known how to call it. I just generally call just it bitters. bitters. Yeah. Uh, when I was out uh, shopping at Liquor Barn this week, I saw they had different bitters. So I grabbed uh, some Free, Brother, uh, Free Brothers uh, 1864 Aztec Chocolate bitters. Ooh, how'd that treat you? Oh, this is so well. I'm on my fourth old fashioned between our two shows. Ooh, (laughs) wow. So and like not not little pour like two ounce pours. I'm feeling pretty good, guys. (laughs) Yep. There's that liter of bourbon. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but it's it's actually been pretty good. I, I did experiment earlier with because uh, I bought a couple different types of bitters. Uh, one of them was a mint flavor bitters because I want to try to get closer to that mint julep flavor. No, <laughs> it it makes it medicinal. Hmm. Uh, it it gets you that tussin, Brittany. <laughs> uh, so it's the what I have now is actually pretty good. Uh, I do incur- I, I do recommend that. Uh, but now. Ne- but like looking at the wide variety of bitters I had an option for, I was like, I could make so many things. <laughs> uh, so I want to get into making bitters. Hmm. I don't want to get into making bitters, but I want to get into making things, making bitters. more things with bitters. So, all right, Chris, hmm? tell me, tell me what you have been drinking. Paint me a word picture. Well, I've been drinking a couple of things. So uh, for both holidays, I decided to start with a soul. So we discussed this beer uh, back on the Bells episode. And it was a lawsuit over this beer that caused Bells to have to change the name of their summer seasonal to Oberon. So uh, this is from the Cervecia something Moctezuma Brewery. There. Ah, it's it's uh, Cerveceria. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Co- An actual Mexican brewery. Like, it's, it's, they're not owned by, they're not some kind of shill company that I was aware of. <laughs> I was surprised to find it. And surprised it's actually a beer in a completely clear glass bottle. You don't really see that a lot anymore. There's a lager. Comes in at 4.5% ABV. Uh, no IBUs listed anywhere. And not really detectable in the beer. A uh, beer advocate score of 2.46 out of 5. Ouch. That's, uh, that's a little under half. That's, yeah. uh... Brewery's description, uh, born in the heart of Mexico in 1899, Sol is, br- <laughs> is a bright and refreshing lager. It's inspired by the sun and brewed to shine, just like those who drink it. Uh, the ones that radiate good vibes. 
that lighten the mood and always look at life on the bright side. The ones so, who so not, not me. <laughs> the ones who not only shine, but shine their way. And you can like go diamonds. If you want to go to the website, it is crazy just, diamond. Shine. It's just a landing page that says that. It has like <laughs> home and all these other things. They're supposed to link. You. They don't do anything. It's just a landing page that says that. That is it. <laughs> I was like, okay. The rest of it's in Spanish. <laughs> no, you can Hech- get it in English. I had to get it in English. I was going to say, Hecho in Mexico. So uh, what I thought of it, it was actually pretty good. Uh, this one seems pretty fresh and surprisingly not skunked. I was so surprised it's not skunked. And Casey brought up they're probably using hop extract instead of actual hops. Hmm considering the clear bottle and that it's an import and it's not been skunked. That could be the case. Either way, if I was just like lounging around the pool for a day, I could demolish like a case of those. (laughs) Can I I convince you to go to like the golden lager from founders instead? I mean, he probably could instead, but if you had a case of that, yeah, Chris, I'd probably, I'd probably demolish a case of that with you. All right. See, if I was going to go Cerveza, I would get the, uh, the flying dog Uno. Mm, yeah. that stuff was Look, really good. I'm just saying, in a world, <laughs> in a world where there is only soul. Yeah, well, that's fair. We need we need a pool day this summer. We do, and we also, need a pool. Yeah, just there, that, that yeah. too. So I had to close out and uh, put the derby on this. So I decided to drink a little Rittenhouse from Heaven Hill Distillery. This is a straight rye whiskey bottled in bond. Uh, Sorry, I don't have a monocle to put on to tell you that you've done well. <laughs> I, I was craving rye. I needed some rye. Daddy needed rye whiskey. So oh, uh, cool. we saw the written house and had to go for it. And it is delightful. Hit everything I wanted. I love me some rye. Cool. Casey? Yep, so I went in with just the standard mint julep. Apparently I was the only one who drinks the style that day. Look, I ran out of ingredients. I could not get... <laughs> A mint julep. I assumed an old fashioned would be close and would be close enough for government work. You know, <laughs> I grow my own mint. That's how dedicated I am. <laughs> Look, Casey, not all of us. Oh, you could. You have that back porch that you could definitely it's put a few It's filled with on. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> That's fertilizer. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> You're cultivating the area. <laughs> but uh but yeah anyways i just did an ingle rare mint julep i did it in a uh glass not in the tin or the pewter cup um i was disappointed to not be able to find one of those around and until um i got the derby win i don't think i could have afforded one anyways because <laughs> uh, i don't know how much they are but uh metal ain't cheap so i'm gonna just go ahead and put this in a regular rocks glass you're saying um, metal's a cheaper way to build things because you use less of it than wood yeah um, the ice thing definitely do it. By the time I had this drink up here from downstairs, it was already starting to get a frost on the outside, which was amazing. Um, you could just feel the the coldness of the drink. It was below freezing, so that was the greatest. Hmm. Oh, okay, I really oh. did wish I could have got a mint julep because I I might have had one once, and I kind of wanted to make one for myself, but I could not find mint today, so. Uh, so so old fashioned something with bourbon was the closest I can get. Hmm. Everybody else was making them today as well. So if you would like to uh, see a little bit more about us, you can visit us at haveadrinkshow.com for useful links and info about 
us and the show. Also, look for Have a Drink Show on social media, twitch.tv, YouTube, and Untapped, of course, as we said earlier. And don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. You can send us a message on Facebook, DM us on Twitter. Uh, Brittany, what do people do to talk on Instagram? I don't know. What do the kids do? Uh, there's actually uh, DMs on Twitter or on Instagram as well. Oh, okay. Um, you can do <laughs> can those. I send a picture because then that can get creepy. A little bit. You should. You you shouldn't. Just you because know. For you some can... reason, I assume when you DM someone on Instagram, it's just going to be a dick. <laughs> uh, well, you can still block people just like you can on Twitter. So. <laughs> All Brittany, right. I can't block everyone. <laughs> All, <laughs> All joking and fun aside, guys, like remind everyone to please drink responsibly mm-hmm. and and please DM responsibly. <laughs> don't no dick pics. I went through a phase. I was gonna say, don't drink old fashions like Bob, <laughs> or actually do because you lock yourself in your apartment and don't leave. So do do that. Exactly. Yeah. Be like Bob. All right, uh, so check us out next Saturday for our next live episode. And remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Uh, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We shall see you next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>